Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yushalmi Brachas Daf Chaf Beis. We are starting the fourth line, the second to last word on the line, and in the Vilna Tzurah Sadaf, it's Yudal Ramad Beis, six lines up from the bottom, the last word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah Basib, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. In the previous daf, we were talking about Rabbi Yechon in the bathhouse and how he wore his tefillin, and we had mentioned that there were three different rooms: the outer room, the middle room, and the inner room. So now we have a brace about this. Tony the brace says, Nichas Lamerchat, a person went into the bathhouse. Malkam Shnei Adam, Amdin Levushin. If he's in a place where everyone is clothed, meaning in the outer room where the majority of people are clothed there. Yes, Mikra, he's allowed to say Psukim there. Utfila, he's allowed to davin. Vein, Zarchalim, Rashi, Elish, Shalom. For sure, he's allowed to say Shalom Aleichem to his friend. And the reason why we're even mentioning this is because Shalom is Hashem's name. So it's not just talking about saying hello to somebody. Saying hello is not an issue. Using the word Shalom might be an issue. That's what we're saying here in this outer room. Saying Shalom Aleichem is not an issue. No, he's saying Tfilin, he could put on his Tfilin. Vein, Zarchalim, Rashi, Elish, Shalom. I wouldn't even have to say that he doesn't have to take off his Tfilin if he's wearing them. Now, in the contrast, Makam Marumin in a place where the majority of people are not clothed, that's in the innermost room, right next to the baths, no saying shalom We don't have to say that you're not allowed to say psukim or davin. He has to take off his tefillin. And we don't even have to say that he's not allowed to put them on over there. What about in the middle room? In a room, in a place where some people are clothed, some people are not. He's allowed to say shalom No psukim are allowed to be said over there. No davening. However, he does not have to take off his tefillin. And he's not allowed to put them on either. And now the following halacha specifically in regards to some somebody who already went to the bathhouse, he already showered, he already did what he needed to do, and now he's come out and he wants to put his tefillin back on, he's not allowed to put his tefillin back on, until he goes out of the entire rishos of the whole bathhouse. When we had mentioned in the beginning of this bride, so that he's allowed to put his tefillin on when he's in the outer room, that's if he happened to walk into the outer room and he was just using it as a place to relax and he wants to put his tefillin on, he's allowed to put his tefillin on in there. But if he actually used the bathhouse, he took his clothing off, took a shower, did whatever he needed to do, and now he came out and had gotten dressed again, he's not allowed to put his tefillin on, even in the outer room, he has to wait till he leaves the entire tchum, the entire area of the bathhouse. And now the Gemara tells us, V'dom this b'raith says, Uraya, k'aydamai Rabbi Yitzchak, that which Rabbi Yitzchak had said, begin Rabbi Yechanan, in regards to Rabbi Yechanan, he had mentioned this on Amr Aleph, when we were talking about Rabbi Yechanan wearing his tefillin in the bathhouse, and what did Rabbi Yitzchak say, Ad Yaakov Tam Rusara, how you live, Sean, that he was wearing his tefillin all the way until Yaakov Tam Rusara, who was in the inner room, but once he got into that inner room, he took off his tefillin, and that's what this b'raith says. Mark continues, Rabbi Yirmiya Bay Kumay Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Yirmiya presented the following to Rabbi Zera: Hayisa merchatz merchatzes b'maysachama ve'ena merchatzes b'maysagishamim. What about a bathhouse? It's only used during the summer, but it's not used during the winter. Perhaps it's too cold over there; they don't have heating, so no one uses this bathhouse during the winter. Do all these halachas apply to such a bathhouse? No one's using it. It's empty. It's clean. It's locked. It's shuttered. He just wants a quiet place to learn and daven. Is he allowed to wear his tefillin and learn and daven over there? So Amalei he told him, merchatz. It has a den of a bathhouse of avalpisha and merchatzes, even though no one's using it right now. It's clean. It's locked. It's shuttered, it's not open until the summertime, doesn't make a difference, it still has a den of a bathhouse. And furthermore, a basic kisei, something has a den of a basic kisei as a bathroom, even though there's no excrement in there right now, it's clean, the cleaning crew just came and wiped the whole thing down, so there's no tsaya, it doesn't make a difference, it still has a den of a basic kisei. And a similar vein, he says, in regards to a chazer, it's considered a walking, a moving basic kisei, because the nose of a chazer always has tsaya on it, so it has a den of a moving basic kisei. Rabbiana presented the following Ahan Srara da Al Gifyama Mahu regarding this Srara which is on the beach. What's the halacha? What's Srara? Srara is like dirt and smelly matter which is spat out by the sea which is on the beach. What's the halacha regarding that? Does that have a din of Tsaya and that a person wouldn't be allowed to daven near it? So Rabbi Ami Asya, Rabbi Ami, who was an Asya, he was a doctor. He said, Hairi Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya paskind, the Ma'avrele Bephilios. A person has to remove it with a Philios. What 
doesn't mean remove it. It means he has to cover it over with a garment. When it's covered over with a garment, so now he could say Kriyashma or Davin by it. And also, he has to make sure not to Davin near it. He has to walk four Amas away from it. As I'm explaining, the means that this is not Psak, that we do not rely on this. We think you're talking about how a person is supposed to be wearing his fill in. tells us, When a person's wearing tefillin, he's only allowed to eat nachilas aray, a temporary eating. What does it mean, a temporary eating? He could eat a snack when he's wearing tefillin, but he's not allowed to eat nachilas keva, he's not allowed to sit down to a meal. That's because we're afraid he's going to get drunk, he's become intoxicated, and that's not a proper way to treat tefillin. Furthermore, yashan ben shenas aray, ve'ena yashan ben shenas keva, he's allowed to sleep a temporary sleep, he's allowed to take a nap, he's allowed to doze off, he's allowed to take a shtender nap with his tefillin on, but he's not allowed to sleep a shenas keva, he's not allowed to go to sleep for the day, he's not allowed to sleep a proper sleep while he's wearing his tefillin, we're afraid he's going to pass gas in them, and as we said previously, that's not considered proper covered for the tefillin. Now, in regards to eating with tefillin on, on top, the Gemara says, There are those that taught a brisa that when a person wears his tefillin, he only makes one bracha. And There are those that teach a brisa that he has to make two brachas, meaning he has to repeat the bracha on his tefillin. Now, what exactly is going on in these two brachas? So, the one that says that a person only has to make a bracha once when he wears his tefillin, that makes sense. According to this brisa, he's allowed to eat when he's wearing tefillin, so he doesn't have to make another bracha. He doesn't have to take his tefillin off. It's not considered a hefsek. Whereas, according to the brisa that he has to make a bracha twice, this is referring to where he ate and his tefillin were on him, and he's not allowed to eat in Achilas Keva while his tefillin are on him. So that's considered like a hefsek, and even though he was wearing his tefillin the whole time, he still has to make another bracha. Now here's another way of understanding these two brises. Amrab Zairab Zairab says that Kaimo Abba Bar Yirmiyah Abba Bar Yirmiyah explains these brises as talking about according to the first brisa, he's allowed to eat Achilas Aray, he's allowed to eat a snack when he's wearing his tefillin. According to the second brisa, he's not allowed to even eat Achilas Aray when he's wearing his tefillin. Continuing on in a similar vein, the Gemara says, Rab Zairab Bashem Rab Abba Bar Yirmiyah tells us, A person is not allowed to go into a bathroom while holding on to his svarim and his tefillin. He's got to leave them outside the bathroom. Now, something slightly different than this, Rabbi Yechanan Karhava Sifra Biyadeh, when Rabbi Yechanan was holding a sefer, he would give it to somebody else before walking into the bathroom. And Karhavian Tfilayaloi, when he was wearing his tefillin, he would go into the bathroom with his tefillin as well, implying that he would even relieve himself when wearing his tefillin. Now the Gemara tells us, The following b'risa is not like Ababar Yermia. The b'risa tells us, A person is allowed to go into the bathroom while holding his tefillin and tefillin. So Amrab Zaira he tells us, Ababar Yermia explains these b'risas as One b'risa tells us that he's allowed to walk into the bathroom holding his tefillin. It's talking about where he's able to put them back on right when he comes out because there's still going to be enough time during the day. So therefore, we allow him to walk inside holding them so that he's able to do the mitzvah right away, right when he comes out. Whereas, the price that says that he's not allowed to walk into the bathroom holding his tefillin, that's talking about where anyway, he's not going to have enough time to put them back on when he comes out. Since he's not going to be doing a mitzvah with them anymore, why should we allow him to degrade them by going into the bathroom with them? If he's going to be doing a mitzvah with them right away, okay, so he's allowed to walk into the bathroom with them. But if not, why let him walk into the bathroom with them? And we continue with this. Barishayna, originally, he would give their tefillin to their friends who were standing outside the bathroom, and then they would hope that this person would still be waiting for them outside when they come out. But then what would happen? They would take this person's tefillin and run away. So it could be when it says, this fellow wasn't really his friend. It was really just a random passersby. And since he didn't have anyone else to give it to, he asked the guy, could you do me a favor and hold my tefillin while I go into the bathroom? And then the guy ran off with his tefillin. Others explain that we're really talking about his friend, and the reason why he ran away from him is because there was wild animals outside 
that he was scared of. So obviously this guy's going to get his tefillin back, but he wasn't able to put them back on until he managed to retrieve them from his friend. So because they ran into this issue that once they gave their tefillin to somebody, he would run away. So they made it a kano that he should put it in a hole in the wall of the bathroom. Walk into the bathroom, there was a hole in the wall, and put it into that hole. However, when a certain story happened, we're going to say what that story was in a minute, so they made it a kano that the person's allowed to walk into the bathroom and hold them in his hand, and he doesn't even have to put them down. Now, what exactly was this Misa? So the story was where one of the Talmidim of Yeshiva went into the bathroom, put his tefillin in a hole in the wall, and Zaina, who was walking outside, saw the tefillin sticking out of this hole. She was on the outside of the bathroom, but the hole literally went all the way through the wall, and she took these fellows' tefillin, she went into the base measures, and she said, see, this Talmud Chacham hired my services, and he paid me with his tefillin. Now, this Talmud was so distraught over what happened, he went to the top of the roof and fell off and died, and because of that story, they made a takana go into the bathroom holding onto your tefillin. Now, that's only if he has enough time in the day remaining to put them back on after he comes out. If there's not going to be enough time in the day to put them back on after he comes out of the bathroom anyway, so Usr, he's not to walk into the bathroom holding them. If he's not going to be doing a mitzvah with them, why should he degrade them? What does he do? He has to put them in a special cover and a special pouch, but he can't hold them in his hand. I think Mark continues with that. He says, someone who wants to do it the best possible way, he should make a pouch that has a space of a tefach in it, and then he could put his tefillin in that, and that's considered a chatzitza, separation between the tefillin and the bathroom, and he can walk into the bathroom with them. Now, when he's going to be walking into the bathroom holding on to his tefillin, and they're not in a pouch, he holds them in his hand, maybe covers them with a garment, and puts them on his heart. Matam, what's the source for this? Why would he put them on his heart? Because of the Pasuk, Shavisi Hashem, Lunegdi Samid. And lastly, for today about tefillin, Taman Amrin over there, they say, anyone that's not on the level of Elisha Balkanafayim, loyal wash tefillin, he should not be wearing tefillin all day. He should only wear them for the minimal amount of time, put them on for Shman, Shman Esrei, just for davening, and then take them off. Now, what exactly is the story of Elisha Balkanafayim? So we have this story in Bavli that there was a Xer by the Romans that you're not allowed to wear tefillin. Anyone that wears tefillin is going to get killed. Now, this Elisha, he walked around in public wearing his tefillin. A Roman officer saw him, started chasing him, caught up with him. Now, in the process of him running away, he took his tefillin off and put them in his hand. So the Roman officer saw he was holding something in his hand, asked him, what are you holding there? He said, oh, I'm just holding dove's wings, the wings of a dove. And a nace happened that when he opened his hands to show the Roman officer, there was actually wings of a dove in his hand. So since then, they started calling him Elisha Balknafayim, Elisha the one of wings. So it's only someone who's on the level of Elisha that we can trust that he's going to keep a gufnaki, he's going to keep a clean body when he's wearing his tefillin. But anyone else shouldn't wear tefillin a whole day. He should only wear for the minimum requirement and then take them off. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about restroom related halachas. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.